2: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: From the 12th floor and 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast, weekend edition. It's late night Locked On Thunder because we're recording this at 847 at night, and I'm going to take this time right now to kind of preview what's going to happen during the season. There's going to be a lot of late nights with uh, the Locked on Thunder podcast because I'm going to try and podcast as much as I can after games. So during game night, podcast after it wraps up so I can get it out to you in the overnight or first thing for you to listen to in the morning and you don't have to wait till that afternoon. For us to be giving content because we give content five days a week, and uh, we'll definitely be doing five days a week starting this week because training camp starts. And with that, Sam Presti had his press conference this week. Yesterday was the best of Sam Volume One. This is the best of Sam Volume Two, and we are going to talk about what a crucial year it is for Billy Donovan as head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. What role Nerlens Noel will play in this offense, and just for the Thunder in general. How much more shooting can the Thunder add? Will they add it? Can guys get better? And then we've got talk about Steven Adams. And in the last segment, there is a four-minute clip that explains just about everything you need to know about Sam pressy We'll tell you what kind of person he is, how he thinks, and if you believe the whole civic-minded Presentation that Sam Presti gives is just an act. Well, this will prove that it's not an act, that this guy is all about community. That's coming up in segment number three. Just to introduce you to myself, my name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, and I'm uh, very proud to be a part of the uh, iHeartMedia family. Also, I've covered the Thunder for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media. We're now working on year six, and uh, we're going to be doing. So much with this podcast coming up this year and so much with the website that uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like what we're laying down. And if you do, please go to LockedOnThunder.com for archive podcasts, for video, and for audio of players and coaches. And we have Sam Presti's entire hour-long press conference at LockedOnThunder.com. This is the most crucial year in Billy Donovan's tenure as the Oklahoma City Thunder head coach. And for us, success is getting to the second round of the playoffs. Nothing less than that is going to sit well with fans and is going to sit well with media, barring some catastrophic injuries along the way that we just kind of felt prevented the Thunder from getting and accomplishing that goal. As for the team itself, I've always felt like the Thunder have never really had this clear-cut definition of of what they call success. In a way, I always think that the Thunder, like in all the years that I've covered them, I've always thought at one point, well, it's all about building. How cohesive is this team? Are they getting better? And are they maintaining a level of success? And with that level of success, are they able to build on it? I I thought Scott Brooks did a great job of that, and Scott Brooks ended up getting fired. Billy Donovan has yet to have a team that has had any continuity in it. For three years now, his roster has had some very dramatic changes. Well, this is the first year that there is continuity for Billy. So, to whom much is given, much is expected. And this year, much is expected. The problem is, and where the water gets murky, what you and I may be thinking is good enough for the Thunder or... Where we have our level set, the Thunder may have a total definition of it. So if Billy Donovan doesn't get to the second round of the playoffs and we're critical and we think there's a change that needs to be made, there's a very good chance that the Thunder disagree with us. Or if we think Billy Donovan is doing a good job and has done everything that he's been asked to do, even if there are injuries, the Thunder could be thinking something completely different and they may just end up letting him go. I don't think that'll be the case. It seems like Sam Presti has supreme confidence in him. And here's Sam Presti talking about the continuity in the roster and Billy getting his chance to have his hands on a roster that for the first time in a long time doesn't have
1: too many major changes. I think we have an opportunity now with the continuity that we have to, um, to really build towards something and um, build something sustainable. And I think Billy and his staff um, are uh, – They've worked incredibly hard this summer. I think they're going to do a great job, um, and I think the continuity. When you think, excuse me, when you think about it, um, we, 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 you know, we've lost Carmelo, we've added Dennis, but the remaining group is pretty much in place, and um, I think that's going to be a, a welcomed a welcome thing. As I said at the end of the season, that's one of the things that I think has been a real challenge for Billy. Is that the team has changed quite a bit. And um, he's had to adapt and adjust. And now I think that there's a little more recognition coming into the year. Um, Albeit, uh, you know, we're going to have some injuries, but um, well, I'm sure you guys will ask me about that. But I think that's where the opportunity is also for this team. And that sustained success that he's talking about. So let's
0: say this year the Thunder do get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, but they're better than what they were last year. And some of that sustained success is just a matter of being patient and not only watching this team grow, but watching teams like Golden State kind of fall apart. Because I'm certainly not convinced after everything that we're hearing about Golden State, Draymond Green being upset. There's rumors that Kevin Durant isn't going to stick around much longer. What's going on with Clay? What's going on with Steph? Everybody's talking a good game, but until it's all put together, I get this eerie feeling that we may be watching. Well, I don't call it – I guess it's not really eerie because I'm waiting to see it. We're watching the last of the Golden State Warriors be exactly what they are. And as they start to erode and deteriorate, how much longer do the Rockets have? We've seen the Jazz be good before but not be able to keep it all together. It starts giving the Thunder an opportunity to move up that level and take over the West. But if they're going to do it, they need to add more shooting. Very crucial, especially from the outside. Sam Presti was asked, how much uh, more shooting are you looking to add or are you looking to add more shooting to the team this year?
1: Yeah, always. Um, I think the trick for us and one of the things that is inherent in roster building or really just anything that you're trying to improve is Every time you do something to improve, you are creating another situation somewhere else. Like you're never going to get to um, perfect. Like that just probably doesn't exist. Um, So, um, you know, in order to um, get Dennis Schroeder, like that's going to create something somewhere else. You can't. You can't. you, You can't solve one thing without it disrupting something else. So that's why teams are constantly evolving. I'd love for us to have more shooting. Um, I mean, I think you look at the team and you say, well, uh, on paper, if we look at these numbers, like um, this, this, you know, this, I totally, totally see that. Um, so there's, there's three ways in which we can improve that. One, like we can go out and try to find someone that's a better shooter than what we have. But they have to be better than the players we currently have at the existing positions. And they have to be so much better that they overcome whatever deficiencies Or strengths of the player they're replacing has so that's one thing. And then obviously we're pretty limited in terms of our team team building uh, tools and mechanisms because of the cap system. Uh, Second thing would be guys can step up and make some shots. Uh, Like that's another way you can get better. Is you know we need some guys to make some shots. You know I mean, um, and I think that you know all of our guys are capable, talented, and I expect them to make some shots. That's another way you can become a better shooting team. And then the other way would be um, if, um, you know, if we're not making shots, like what what kind of shots are we taking? So in today's uh, day and age, like if they're shots that that aren't really good shots or high quality shots, not taking them and distributing that possession to another place um, on the floor could actually make us a much better shooting team. Uh, so how efficiently are you, you know, are you playing, uh, how good are the shots that you're taking? Sometimes you can become a much better shooter by taking the ones that are, that are really good for you. Dre is a great example of that shot 56% from the floor last year. Um, and he did that simply by taking the ones that were right there for him that were right in his wheelhouse. Um, I gave a book to a lot of people, uh, in our organization this summer, I think it's an unbelievable book. Um, I just stumbled upon it and I, I, I've heard about it for years, but the science of hitting by Ted Williams. Um, I mean that, that book is brilliant. Uh, and I think it applies to to everything, not, not just sports, but, um, and it's all about decisions and it's all about choice and it's all about restraint. It's all about discipline. And, um, he's just, he's, his insight into his craft is just unbelievable. Um, and I think that's why you know that you get to 400 by by swinging at the pitches you want to you want to swing at, you know, not the ones that the pitcher the pitcher is choosing for you to swing at. And um, I read this book and I was I handed it out to a lot of people because I think it, it just it's a great metaphor for so many things in the world and um, not just for not just for basketball but or sports. But um, I think that speaks to some of the ways that we we ourselves can maybe move the needle in some areas. Translation.
0: Because of our salary cap, we're going to have to make trades. We're not going to get these guys via free agency. The other thing when he's talking about Dre, okay, so he's 50 per six from the, 56% from the field, but how much of that was in, you know, beyond the arc? Well, not much. You know, you don't even have to look at Dre's number to know that. And that's what the Thunder need is not just better shooting all the way around. They need better three-point shooting. Some guy that has to be accounted for by the defense. And we have, you know, preached that to we're blue in the face here on this podcast. But that's something that Sam Presti is ultimately going to be on the lookout for is guys who can shoot better from beyond the arc. And, you know, when Sam starts talking about, salary structure and constraints, I still have come to just expect that he's going to figure out a way to pull things off because – That's exactly what Sam Presti does. My name's Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you want to go to any one of the 41 home games the Oklahoma City Thunder are hosting, the best way to do it is by VividSeats.com. That's right, VividSeats.com. Download the app today, enter the promo code LOCKEDIN, and you'll receive $20 off purchases of $200 or more. That's right, $200 or more just by entering the code LOCKEDON, You buy $200 worth of tickets or more, and you're going to get $20 off. Plus, it's a 100% back guarantee or 100% guarantee for all the seats that they have. And uh, Vivid Seats, it's an online ticket marketplace, and it's dedicating to providing some great live experiences for fans. Coming up next, how much does Sam Presti expect Steven Adams to improve? He'll tell you right here on Locked on Thunder. We published Locked On Sooners at the same time we did Locked On Thunder. Give you kind of a two-for-one for for Friday. So if you want to get ready for the game with Army, that would be tomorrow's game with Army, Saturday's game with Army, depending on when you're listening to it, today's game with Army, then listen to the Locked On Sooners podcast. It's not even half an hour long, so you could actually fit in two episodes for your drive down to Norman and Locked On Sooners is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day at Google, Alexa, Alexa, Spotify, iTunes, and lockdownsports.com. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. It's the best of Sam, volume two. Sam Presti had his opening year or preseason media press conference. Preseason press conference. Why do I say the word media? It's being so redundant on Thursday. And you got to ask about Stephen Adams. Why? Because Stephen Adams is fun. Two, how much does Sam Presti expect Stephen Adams to improve? Well, I'll let Sam tell you now. In the offseason, of, what have you seen from him coming into camp this season?
1: Well, um, the thing about Steven that I would say is, um, people. first of all, people forget the guy's like 25 years old. <laughs> so uh, Dennis is younger than him. But, you know, Steven's got like five years before he's in his prime. I um, mean, you think about the centers in the league, um that are still going to be in their prime five years from now. It's a small group that, that that you feel like are a really good group right now. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a, always a group coming behind, especially in this last draft. But, um, you know, he he's, the thing that's hard with Steven is, um, he's like a good to great company that has made such small improvements each year that you don't, there hasn't been these like big aha moments of, wow, that's totally different. His, his improvement has been so steady and over such a long period of time. Now the, di- the distance traveled is remarkable. I mean, he's come so far, but it's come by a real s- process, a real small season after season process. He can have a huge impact on our, our team with, and the reason he's so valuable to us, he has such a big impact on our team by doing things that are within his control there's not a lot of players that can impact a team or the game in controllable areas, meaning Steven and just how hard he runs the floor, how quickly he gets out of pick and rolls and, 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 and barrels to the rim to suck the defense in. Um, the fact that he knows the schemes, the way he does I always say, be a great Patriot, you know, in the NFL, like he, he, he knows coverages. He knows schemes. He knows defense. Um, and then his physicality, like he's he's a guy that you know he's on the floor, and he he doesn't have to try. I know he's in the room. <laughs> I'm not playing against him. Like um, those are things that are within his control, and just by doing those things, he makes a massive impact on our team. Um, for those of you, I don't know how many rugby fans we have in the uh, in the in the audience, but you know, obviously the the All Blacks um in new zealand where he was raised um they're known for kind of their, their 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 selfless team uh intangibles up and down the entire uh roster and you know when steven plays like an all black for us he's he's a game changer and the good thing is like he's willing to do those things that don't get recognized. Um, one thing we have to do always, and we do internally, is make sure we recognize those things so he keeps doing them. Um, but he can he's a game changer for us in controllable areas. It doesn't have to be a hot shooting night. He doesn't necessarily need someone else to get him going. He, he can actually do these things and help a team win. And again, like in the era of fantasy sports... Sometimes you can get distracted by that. But, um, again, like great teams, it's all about, it's all about the, the, the gray area and the things in between it. And I think Steven Adams represents that. With that being said, we expect him to take another jump this year. you know. But just being consistent in those, those areas as an all-black type player, he affects the team and his mentality affects the team because he's, he's trying to do the right things all the time.
0: Stephen Adams already been in the league five years. I, I forget that it's that short amount of time, and that is, that's how young he is, which should tell you how good he already is as a player. But I think Stephen made some great strides last year, and that, to an extent, is going unnoticed. Rebounding was better. Inside play was better. I think he was also not suffering from the effects of an injury and we saw a much more aggressive steven adams this year and i expect that to, to continue i also expect it to continue that he'll continue to work on his three point shooting in practice and eventually he'll add that to his repertoire in the game oh, when the thunder are good and ready as far as his backup goes nerlens noel what plans do you have for him sam
1: um we're really excited about nerlens i think that um again like he represents a lot of things that uh that we value um under uh, one thing about him that I don't think people realize is like he's he, he's a good passer and we gotta figure out how we use that. Um he's a good decision maker with the ball. Um, I you know I I'm, I'm I'm from Massachusetts and so is New Orleans. He played at Everett High, so I've been hearing about New Orleans Noel so well since he is in middle school, you know. Um, He had other places he could have gone and he chose to come here and we painted a pretty a pretty uphill battle for him to see if he'd be willing to accept it. And the fact that he picked to come here and has put in the type of work that he's put in uh, so far this summer is encouraging to me, but there's still more to do. And um, but the fact that he chose to come here when there was no promises of anything um, tells me a lot about. W- what he wants to do and w- what he's trying to accept. This is a guy that went six in the draft, and if he didn't get injured, he probably would have gone one. So, um, you know, we want to f- we want to feel like we can help, de- as I said before, develop, identify. Uh, and create a platform for guys to to play well and to to thrive. Uh, we've had success in the past with some guys that have, have have stubbed their toe or maybe had underperformed. And what we're not going to do is judge him off of everything that you know the past. It's going to inform us, but we're going to let him. He has to create his own his own identity here. Uh, we're going to create an environment that hopefully can bring the best out of him. But I mean, he can really protect the rim. He can run. Um, up the floor. I mean, he can get up the floor, but he can keep the ball moving. He can keep possessions alive, um, and um, he can switch, which I think you know used to be you know, now it's now it's a st- straight up strategy. You know, it used to be a uh, last resort, but now it's that's how you're neutralizing some other aspects of uh, offense.
0: Let's not forget Billy Donovan was meeting with Nerlens Noel the night that Paul George decided to make his announcement to come back to Oklahoma City and Paul George and Russell Westbrook had a hand in bringing him here. So as limited as that role was or is or whatever they told Nerlens Noel and as many pats on the back as Billy Donovan's getting him here, it certainly sounds like he's a guy that the Oklahoma City Thunder want. And they believe in it's just a matter of getting him on the court and performing. And it also sounds like the Thunder are gonna give him a little bit of leeway as well. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast coming up next, four minutes that absolutely describes who Sam Presti is, and that's next on Locked On Thunder.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: Locked on Sooners is out now, too, so please check that out via iTunes and Spotify and Google and Alexa and every other place that you can get Stitcher. Stitcher, I don't want to not mention Stitcher. Um, All those places, that's a great place to get the Locked on Thunder podcast, Locked on Sooners podcast, Locked on Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox as we get ready to go into the Major League Baseball playoffs because they're all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. A lot of people think that the front that Sam Presti puts on publicly is just that. It's a front. It's BS. It's not real. Well, Sam Presti's a genuine guy. You may not always get it. You may not always like the fact that he gives long-winded answers. You may not always like the fact that he'll talk around things instead of getting directly to the point. That being said, the whole civic thing, the intrinsic values, the Thunder being part of the community, that means a lot to him, and... Here's a story from when Sam Presti went to the Hall of Fame, obviously with Mo Cheeks, and something he found at the Hall of Fame that the Thunder are going to do something with this year. I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, I think this, this next clip sums up exactly who Sam Presti is and why
1: he does some of the things that he does. So instrumental with him, what was your experience <clears throat> like at the Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I had not been the Hall of Fame. I lived not far from it. Um, not, well, I should say not far from it. It's hours away, but in the same state. Um, and um, being there with Mo is great. It, you know, I think Mo is a great ambassador. Um, the thing I love about Mo Cheeks uh, more than anything is I think he has class and I think he has humility. Um, this is a guy that has done everything and is now in the Hall of Fame but he'll sit there and he'll go through organizational meetings he'll listen to a guy from um, you know uh, Stanford talk to him about you know analytics and we'll listen and, and 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 try to learn and he might have a few comments back but it's a it's it's a dialogue um, and so, like, I, I think that's so healthy for people in our organization to see that, especially young people, just the humility that he brings. The other thing that happened to me at the Hall of Fame that really struck me, and I think this is an important thing, is I was, I was w- walking through the exhibits, and, and there was one that just t- – there was an exhibit on um, a man named John McClendon, who's a coach. And, uh, I was reading his bio and then I walked away and I, I wait, did I read that right? He was, he was mentored by James Naismith, the first, uh, African American, uh, um, graduate from, uh, Kansas for a physical education, um, and really a pioneer for minority coaches and literally went to Kansas to be tutored by Naismith at a time when I think we all know that the world was not was not um, where it needed to be. And it really boggled my mind that I didn't have a lot of knowledge. I had heard his name, but I didn't realize that this is a man that was at the very, very, f- the, the, the um, nucleus of the game. Uh, and he's a man that people should know about because he pioneered so much in so many ways. And he wrote a book uh, that all about fast break basketball. And it is so ahead of its time; it's scary. Um, so he learned the game from Naismith, but he innovated the game. He took. He was the first coach to coach speed, tempo. Um, he's also the inventor of the four corners, which I don't think a lot of people are aware of. Um, he had a team at Tennessee State, win three championships in a row. He took a team from Tennessee State to Duke. They played the first um, game of that kind, um, but they had to do an enclosed gym. Um, and he's one of the few people that have gone into Hall of Fame as a coach and a contributor and unfortunately he went in as a coach second but um some people were able to get that corrected um but uh this is a true 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 like a critical person in the history of the game and i was a little bit i'll be honest i was embarrassed i did not know as much about him as needs to be known so um, we're going to figure out and do some things Um, I don't know how we're going to do it yet but there's there's a there's a whole story to be told off of this and I want to uh, I want to make sure that that happens and there's a great amount of information you can get I I know because like once you start digging into it it's there but this is a man that learned the game from Naismith with Naismith who was peers with Fog Allen um, and I just don't know if people understand the impact he had and you know obviously for for minority uh, coaches um like like what he did i mean this is this is amazing and he he's a man that needs to be recognized more even more so i think than that i believe he has been so far so i've talked to some different people about ways we can do that and i'm i'm really excited about it because there's a uh, History is a great thing because it keeps teaching you. And um, I hope high school coaches all through the state of Oklahoma are talking about this man and, and explaining what he really represents because he's he's a true, true, true game changer. And we can probably learn a lot from him.
0: couple of quick notes on John McClendon. He's also featured in an ESPN film. There's a two-part series ESPN did called Black Magic that John McClendon's featured in. He won three NAIA championships, and he was also the coach of the year multiple times for the NAIA and coached the Cleveland Pipers of the American Basketball League, which was combed by George Steinbrenner. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm reading a book about George Steinbrenner now that uh, John McClendon, unfortunately, was the first coach-last manager that got the uh, brunt end of some very ill-advised comments from one George Steinbrenner when trying to deal with people and uh, motivate them in his own George Steinbrenner-esque way, which would usually backfire. That wraps up uh, this edition of Locked on Thunder. We'll be back on Monday as we start getting ready for the upcoming season. It is also media day on Monday, so we will have plenty of audio from that. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this episode. And as always, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder. You are
2: Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.